Hello everyone, this is Michael Dewey's back again for another iCast. It's been another week, and it's been kind of an interesting Apple week. It's kind of been very strange. We'll talk about that in just a minute, but I would like to yet again say hello to Marty Sobo. Hey Marty, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How's it going? Great. And Alicia Geary, welcome back. How are you doing? Hi, hi. Doing all right. All right. So this has, I think, been the most confusing week of Apple news ever. And (laughs) Marty, I feel like it's, it, 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 it makes you like really puzzled why they did this thing. So do you want to talk about what really puzzles you this week? Sure. So they came out with a new product called the Apple Pencil. I don't even know what they're calling it, but this new pencil is a kind of a mix between the first one and the second one. And so I would compare it more to the second pencil because it has very similar features to the second pencil. The major differences would be they both have magnet. The pencil two will click to your device and be able to charge it if you have a supported device that does that. The new Apple Pencil has the magnetic click to the side, but it will not charge. It only has a magnet in there to make it so you can place it on your iPad so you don't lose it, but it does not charge or will not charge. It also has USB-C on the new one, and they've moved it to the side of the pencil instead of directly on top. And it also is a female port, so you can actually plug a cable into it, a straight USB-C cable into whatever thing you want to charge it with. So, you know, a USB-C wall charger, if you have a USB-C port on your Mac, you can charge it there. Where the second one can only be charged via a magnet. So... Those are like really the major differences. And I'm pretty baffled by this. I would say the only thing about this pencil opposed to the other two is the very first one only works on certain iPads and the two only works on certain iPads. This one works on all the iPads and the price is a little bit less. So it's kind of a mix of both, I would say. But it's kind of a weird product. Heard someplace that this was the product they should have announced a year ago when they announced the new regular 10th generation iPad is I think what they were calling it. And this was a brand new iPad that basically took the design language of like the Air and the Pro. You know, it's thin bezels, thin body. The screen goes top to bottom, side to side, no home button, kind of all of those good things. The screen itself isn't the greatest screen, but a lot of people would consider an upgrade from the ninth generation iPad, which is the iPad with the home button. And it currently still has lightning. So weird product, weird placement. I'm not sure really who exactly this would be for, but I don't know, Michael, what do you think? So I've, I watched a podcast on this and the interesting thing about this pencil is that it doesn't have the pressure sensitivity. So the more you push down on the screen, it doesn't detect that. And I feel like that's going to be confusing because all the other two Apple pencils do this, even the lightning, you know, first generation that's 10 years old. So I don't quite understand why this one doesn't. I I mean, I guess to keep the price down, but it has the hover mode. So it can detect when you're hovering it. I I don't, I would want the pressure sensitivity more than the hover personally, 
But the other issue is with this pencil is it does not have the tap gesture. So like you could tap the pencil too for, you know, changing modes like to an eraser or things like that. You could not do that on this pencil, nor does it have like the rumored magnetic tips or anything like that. So it's people say that it's supposed to go with the with the tenth generation iPad because it's USB C and USB C, whereas you had to have a USB C Lightning dongle on the tenth gen to work with the first generation Apple Pencil. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty weird. I think the Apple Pencil that we're talking about here is probably kind of like the Apple Pencils version of like the SE iPhones and the watches. Because I think what they're trying to do is bring the Apple Pencil value to people who are on a bit more of a budget. You know, people, you know, so they can still experience a similar experience to like the... I don't think it's supposed to be an upgraded like thing. I think it's supposed to be a... I think it's it's really just supposed to be I, I think it's supposed to be a better pair with the 10 gen iPad. Yeah. Because there is a lot of complaints about how the 10th gen iPad doesn't work with the Apple Pencil 2. So I think what's happening is the they created that one to pair better with the 10th gen iPad. Because well, I, if you wanted to use it, you had to use the you had to use the the Gen One the Gen One pencil, and the tenth Gen iPad is USB C, so you have to have a USB C dongle to be able mm-hmm. to like connect that to your to your to your yeah. iPad, or you have to buy a specific female lightning cable designed for the Apple pencil so that you mm-hmm. could use the tenth Gen iPad with the Apple pencil. And the the tenth the one the Gen One Apple Pencil. So I think that resolved a lot of complaints. I also think that the I think that it would bring better support for people who need an Apple Pencil and don't exactly want to pay the uh, one hundred and thirty dollars. Is it? I think for the two for the Gen Two Pencil. Yeah, so it's seventy nine. 99 and 129, I think it is. I feel like it's a good stop, yeah. The the issue, so this pencil is actually targeted towards education. That's really what the target is. And so if oh. you're just taking notes or things like that, yeah, I mean, that that's what the iPad stand, the iPad regular is, is for, is for education. And, and I think that this is just... They needed something that could go with that tenth generation iPad. So, if in and if you think about it, okay, but let's put it in context. The ninth generation iPad, they don't want to sell those anymore. They they just don't. They they want to sell tenth gen iPads, but they're more expensive than ninth gens. So the ninth gens stayed at their regular price, and the tenth gen's gone up. So if you can sell a pencil at a slightly cheaper price, then they maybe educators will go for the, you know, 10th gen and save some money on the pencil. I don't think it's that much of a savings, but, you know, I I think that's Apple's logic here. Yeah. I think the thing I find confusing, though, is that it works on all of the iPads, where before you had one 
you know, the original one, which only worked on certain ones. And then you had the two, which only worked on, you know, the the higher up ones. And now they come out with this new one, which is supposed to kind of be that sit in the middle, but it works on all the iPads. So they should have either discontinued the first one or they should have added whatever features they wanted to add from the two and from the original one and got rid of the original one. I don't know. It's just really confusing. I, I, I'm not really sure the thought process of, of this. Well, they, you know? they can't get rid of the original until they discontinue the, the iPad ninth generation. And because it's still lightning, the 10th gen is USB-C, I believe. It mm-hmm. is. So until they get rid of all lightning iPads, they can't get rid of the original Apple Pencil. Well, but the second one, I mean, this one that just came out works on all the iPads. So with that being said, if that's the case, if you have something you're not sure about, you get that brand new one that Mm -hmm. came out because it's going to work on every iPad. So, But but you don't have have a way to charge it on the the ninth gen. Unless you buy a a USB-C cable. cable. You know I mean? No, like they don't usually come with cables. You have yeah, to buy that separate yeah. cable. Like all that comes in the box is just the pencil the and pencil. paperwork. And that's yep. how it's always been. Right. But so, that doesn't matter because every iPad comes with a cable. So you use that cable to charge your pencil. But what, I'm, what, what we're getting at is if you have a ninth gen iPad and they get rid of the Apple Pencil, and you don't want to buy the 10th gen iPad, so you buy mm-hmm. the ninth gen iPad, and then you want a pencil for it, if you don't already have something that uses USB-C, which it, 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 it's uncommon, but it happens. Mm-hmm. If you don't already have something that has USB-C, then you're automatically having to buy another cable so that you can charge this new pencil. Yes. Which because, is not seamless. Right. Because the the iPad ninth generation is, is lightning. Now, I was thinking to myself, well, maybe you could take that USB-C to lightning cable and plug it into your iPad, but that won't work either because lightning is only one way. You cannot like charge a USB-C end with a lightning end. Does that make sense? Yep. So, But you cable- can always charge the pencil with a USB-C cable standalone but i see yes. where you're coming mm-hmm. from if somebody happens to not own a USB-C right cable mm-hmm. they would have to buy the cable i guess and they'd have to buy a charging brick mm-hmm. right so what they're trying to do by not getting rid of that genuine so is prevent that lack of seamlessness but i bet once that ninth generation goes that first generation apple pencil goes too yeah because they'll have no reason to sell it if they're not selling uh, the yep. lightning iPad. yep so that that's kind of the big Apple confusing news this week, and the week's not over. We could see more more products from them. Who knows? They they're kind of tricky these days. So, but it it's funny because Mark Gurman said we'd not see anything from Apple for the rest of the year, and well, we saw a new pencil. <laughs> Nobody so. saw that coming. Nope, nobody saw it coming. I mean, there were rumors at the beginning of the week that we might see something, but still, I was like, yeah, we'd see more than a pencil, but there's two more days in the week, so who knows? I think what I'm looking forward to the most is is the topic for today, and that's all about the iPad. We talked a lot about the Mac last week, 
And so let's talk about iPads because I really love the iPad. I love what the iPad can do. And we're not going to talk about the software, what iPad OS can do today. We're going to talk about the devices again. So there, there's basically three types of iPads that come in different sizes or, well, four. There's one of my favorites, the iPad mini. Who all has a mini? I, I have one. I have one. What color is yours, Marty? Silver. See, I went with the purple, and it's a very nice shade of purple. And the mini is, I, I think it's the best e-reader you could ever want and ever need. It does the job. It's tiny. I've got huge, I call them huge man pockets, so like in my pants. So I could even throw my iPad in those pockets. It's that small. And it's the speakers aren't bad. Touch ID on there, no face ID. And it's just a nice little like Kindle reader. You could I read Marvel Unlimited on there. It just does the job so well. I don't remember do we know what well, I guess we can Google it. What processor is on the iPad mini? I want to say it's like the A Bionic 12 or 13, I want to say, somewhere in there. I'm thinking it's the 12. I'm thinking it's the 12, but I'm not sure. I do know that from what I've heard anyway, and of course, it's all rumors are not really going to know for sure until they actually release it, but it's supposed to have a small update coming. could be any day. could be sometime this week or before the end of the year or maybe the first part of next year, but... Uh, let's say sometime in the next between now and six months, let's say mm -hmm. they're not going to change any design language or any of that. They just redesigned this iPad, this current one. So usually when they do that, they don't have another major design change for a while. So I think the only real thing they're going to do is update the processor I was kind of hoping they'd go to an M processor, but I don't think they are. I think they're going to bump up maybe the one A Bionic processor above what it is now to get it more in line, you know, with like the iPhone 14, for example. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? It's saying online it's using the A15 Bionic. It's the A15 Bionic. Is it? That seems very new. Yeah. That seems very new. That seems like the same, similar as the 14. But here's the problem, though, and this is why it's confusing, is on the 14s, they didn't really update the processor. The processor and the 14s are the same as the 13s. Unless so, it's the Pro. Unless it's the Pro, correct. So they're starting to have a really major skew on the processors and what processors and what device. Because it used to be they would always update the processor when a new device came out, like iOS devices. So every year when phones came out, they'd have a new, whatever the next generation of the processor would be. But after the 13, when they came out with the 14s, this is when it got skewed. They decided not to change the processors. And so now the 14 regular has the same processor as the 13 Pro, I believe. And then the 14 Pro had something one one bump up i think yeah it is the 15 it is the a15 bionic i i really thought it was an older chip so because what's in my my iphone 15 is an a17 pro 
So it's a it's a relatively new chip. I'm I'm not too bummed about that. That's pretty. Nice. I mean, even if they update it, what are they going to go to the sixteen? A sixteen. So one bump. I mean, would you update your iPad Mini if you have no. one right now to no. one that came out with an A sixteen instead of an A fifteen? No, my Mini is just great. It does yeah. what I need, how I need it. It's just a, it's solid. It's a solid iPad. Yep. Now, now there's rumors of what's called jelly scrolling, which I have not seen. It might be because of my vision, but I don't know. I have not noticed it. Yeah, same here. So, I think it also depends on what you're doing exactly. I don't think it's always jelly rolling. Scrolling, yeah. So then the the next bump up from that, although I think the Mini actually costs more than this next size, and that's the ninth and 10 generation iPads that we've been talking about. And they're the cheaper ones. I think it's like four forty nine and five forty nine or something like that around there in the price points. It they're basically the iPads that you know you've always bought. Like they're the originals, the OG. Like that's why it's like on tenth generation already. So it, it's pretty crazy how many iPads we've had. Yep. Now. One thing that's interesting on the 10th generation is they've moved the camera on the front. Did y'all know that? Yeah, it's along the long rail. So the point, uh, I think, in this was most people, for example, who are using their iPad with a like a keyboard, right? Especially mm-hmm. a keyboard case, they turn it landscape mode. And the cameras on every other iPad are in a weirdly awkward position when you turn it sideways because usually it's on the top bezel centered. So that works if you're going to have your iPad straight up and down in vertical mode. But when you turn it sideways, then the camera becomes off to the side, whichever way you turn your iPad. So on this new 10th generation, they moved the camera to the long side so when you turn it to the side, which would be landscape mode, it'll sit with a keyboard and then the camera will be on the long bezel right at the top of your screen centered, which is pretty cool. I don't know why they mm-hmm. do do that on every iPad. Maybe they will start doing that now moving yeah. forward. But that seems to be the one thing that makes that different from all the other iPads in the lineup. And we have gotten YouTube chat messages, so thank you folks in the chat. And we are corrected, 329 and 449 for ninth gen is 329. That's cheap for an iPad. Right. I and think it's 449. Did they finally bump it up to 64 gigs or is it still sit at 32 gigs for sure. just right out of the gate? I can't remember now. I do not remember. The iPad mini, though, does start at 64. It's 64 and 256. Right. They just have that jump. They don't give mm-hmm. you the 128. Right. Well, that's and that's the, and that's, that's the stand. That's a stand, standout difference between the pros. 64. Because the pros start at 128. That's, mm-hmm. you know, the 11 and the, yep. the uh, iPad, uh, the iPad Pro 11 inch and, 12.9 inch both mm-hmm. start at 128 so that's why but, there's that difference but the ipads do start at 64 gig the regular ones you're talking about 9th mm-hmm. 10th generation right. i guess in the ipad mini also yes back to the whole camera thing what really confuses me is 
the fact that the air has it on the side and the air is supposed to be better than the 10th gen. The air has it on the side mm-hmm. and every other iPad has it on the side, but the 10th gen doesn't. It has it in the center. Because now, why the- didn't they put the 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 camera in the center on the airs and the pros and the whatnot because those are going to be more likely to be used with a keyboard. Well, just so, to clar- just just to clarify this, what you're actually meaning is on the long side of the bezel, which would be in portrait the, mode. If you're in centered the in the bezel, on if you have it upright, it's centered in the top. If you have your iPad yeah. sitting in vertical mode, yeah. It, if you have it in if you have it in on the air, if you have it in landscape mode, so mm-hmm. horizontal, it's on the left side, which is kind of like awkward if you pick up the iPad mm-hmm. with both hands, you're covering that camera immediately. Same with the mic. That's annoying. Okay. And then why. and then you and then in the in the uh the original or the tenth gen iPad in horizontal, it's on the top bezel. Why? Why is that the case? It's it's a better iPad than the 10th gen, so why wouldn't you have the upgraded thing on the... Yeah. Very simple. Because 10th gen is newer. <laughs> well, I also think that sometimes they'll experiment on something without disrupting everything, and the 10th generation was a brand new model that came out last right. year, and so I think they wanted to try putting the camera the long on the long bezel in horizontal mode to see how that would work. And if it was mm-hmm. really popular and people love that a lot better, then they yes. would move it, you know, on all of the iPads. But the issue is too, I think, is the back camera then is still in the same place, I believe, right? Yes. I mean, they yes, didn't move is. the back camera. The back camera is still exactly where it is on every iPad. But now that you have that one model where the camera's on that long side, I wonder how much of a pain that would be for use case scenarios, you know, like if you're using any of the other ones. Well, your back camera is still on in the same place on the 10th gen. Correct. Well, it's, yeah. But then you're having, usually the cameras are pretty close to each other when you have it in the top center. On the iPads, they're really not. It's even on the on in the portrait mode, it's in the middle, whereas the back one's on the right. So it really hasn't changed much as far as that goes. But again, these iPads, uh, the Pro Air and well, I guess technically the Mini, have not been updated since the tenth generation iPad was announced. And so I think, like Marty said, that was a, a test case for to see how that was going to work and so now we're going to probably see all of those migrate over to the new devices the other thing that's interesting is the face id and if they could put that in the side because there's a lot of mechanical or electrical parts that are in that side you have the pencil charging area that's kind of in that same area you have the face id and the cameras So the question is, will it all work together in that area? Yeah. And the other thing that's a little bit interesting is I'm not sure how great that iPad sold, really. I think if someone's going to spend the money, 
due to the cost of that 10th generation, I think people bump up either to the air or, you know, one of the other ones. I'm not sure how great that 10th generation iPad is selling. Does anybody have any idea? I'm, I, it seems to me that it's not great sales. Well, it's right in the middle. So I think it sells, you know, if people want it, they'll get it. It's the latest iPad, no pro, no air, no mini. It's just a iPad, you know? So I feel like it's, you know, people will still buy it and it's, it comes in nice colors. So like for kids, it's a great kids tablet. I mean, it's more expensive than some, but it's not, I mean, 329 for ninth gen for a kid is not bad. Not bad at all, in my no, opinion. It's not, not too bad. But I mean, even 449 for your first tablet is not bad either. Yeah, but when you start getting the accessories, keyboard, mm-hmm. whatever else, it adds up. You end up at a thousand bucks pretty quick. You can, you can, but you're not going to use an iPad. I'm going to call it the iPad nothing because it's not a pro air or mini. It's just the iPad nothing to do things that you would do on an air or a pro, right? You're just going to use it for web browsing, watching videos and, you know, listening to music, basic Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Maybe taking some notes or writing a document Mm -hmm. or whatever email with the confusing Apple pencil. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I, I, I feel like, it's a great, the iPad is a great device for for beginners. Like when you're just using it for very minor things or a family iPad, which still drives me crazy that I, iPad OS does not have user support. There are Android tablets where you could even change user accounts now. But yep. not on iPad yet, so. Nope. So, well, shall we move on to the iPad Air, Alicia's favorite? Yep. The one I literally have in my position right in front of me. <laughs> Alicia, do you want to talk about the Air since you have one? Sure. I've only had it for like three weeks, but sure. I mean, we can maybe uh, back and forth over it like we usually do. But since I owned the iPad Air, I feel like the performance is, uh, funnily enough, more, more powerful than my actual computer. Like, I feel like putting the M1 in the iPad was overkill, but not in a bad way. D- does that even make sense? Yes, and I'll get to why in a bit. <laughs> it does. It, it does make sense. Overkill, but not in a bad way. Yeah, I'll get to why <laughs> that makes sense to me in a bit. Yeah. So, with with the display, not... I mean, I, I never really... This was my first iPad. This was the first iPad that I ever, like, bought myself and, like, actually owned in my, like, full-time, like, for its lifetime possession. So, I didn't really know what iPads before it really looked like because I didn't spend a lot of time with a bunch of different iPads. But it seems to me, like, since last time I had my hands on an iPad, which was, like, 2019 and now they've made some humongous display improvements i had the ipad i was using an ipad air like what what, what which one was which one was out in 19 like three or two i can't even remember um, i think yeah 
for a while they weren't making the air actually they did take a break from making the mm-hmm. air for a few years and then they brought it back and when they brought it back it was a similar iteration to the one you have now i believe the one you have now is the second generation of the return of the ipad in its current state as of right now i believe yeah the air 5 the air 4 was very similar to the air 5 and to be truthfully honest the iPad design is pretty much it's pretty similar. I think the main is I think the main like changes between the iPads are probably like the big either display size or the bigger square module on the iPad Pro versus the little round circle on like the 10th gen or the mini or the air. So I think that might be like the biggest difference. So I I don't know. I think the, the processor, it's an M1 processor. And I don't think, my brag is I don't think that like a lot of tablet manufacturers can say they have a laptop processor in their tablets. I think that's kind of crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, Microsoft does with the Surface, but... These even those processors are very much made dumbed not, down. Yeah, they they do not use the power that the processors need to do Windows tasks as effectively as what you could do on an M1 or M2. I've experienced that. And really and truthfully, the the iPad Air is and and the Pros are remarkable because they are using that M1 processor in, or M2. And the thing about it is. They're not able, because of the limitations of the operating system, they're not able to take advantage of those M1 and M2 chips. Not even doing audio editing in Ferrite and Logic Pro can really do much to them. Now, when we start talking about iMovie, I mean Final Cut on the iPad and DaVinci Resolve, then we're talking a little bit. But most of the applications, even the games, do not have the ability to take advantage of all of these capabilities. I was just about to ask, what about hardcore gaming? Well, we're going to start seeing that more, and that's going to be in very nice. And, I mean, the, the most of these all use the same display types, which are really good. They're very good displays. But getting up to you know the you know the air is the first one in the lineup that we're talking about that uses the apple pencil too by the way so that's one thing so keep that in mind a couple other things to note about that ipad air is that there's no face id it's got a fingerprint sensor Mm -hmm. which is in the power button and i love that yeah it does have USB-C. And I mean, it's a solid iPad. I would recommend it to anyone. It's a great Mm -hmm. iPad, actually. It's a great kind of right there where you can do any kind of productivity type of work, but you can also push it a little and take advantage of that M1 if you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, audio recording or you're doing, you know, maybe some video editing or anything like that. It'll pretty much handle most things. If you get crazy, like you were saying, you know, with something like DaVinci Resolve or Final Cut, it may kind of be pushing it a little, but you could do it. Well, I think with the Air, that's the 
that's the first iPad that can handle those apps. And it can handle them without a problem. The Air, believe it or not, can compute things just as well as the Pros can as well. The difference is your Pro models are going to have a little bit better battery for handling those very long <clears throat> those very long tasks like that. Right, and they also have an M2 over the M1 in the Pros. Correct, correct. But the, the M1 is still beefy enough to do what's needed for, for most of that rendering. Oh, yeah. Things. I mean, yeah. it's a great iPad for majority of the people, I would say. Mm-hmm. The reason why I like the Pros is for two reasons. And that is the speakers and the displays. There's two sizes of the Pro. There's the 11 and the 12.9 inch. And interestingly, both of them have ProMotion, so they have the 120 hertz refresh rate. But the 11 inch is using a liquid retina display, which is LED backlit, which is a nice display. It's not LCD. And it's a very nice display. But the 12.9 inch is using the liquid display XDR. And what that means is that this, the 12.9, is using basically the same screen technology that's on the Apple what's the, Pro Display XDR. So that $5,000 display that's 32 inches is in the iPad Pro 12.9 or using the same thing. And that's also the same screen technology that's on the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pros as well. Yep, it's definitely a nice display for sure. But the other thing that I like is the speakers because you've got four speakers around the device. And what's weird is I think on the Air, I don't, I'm not sure if it's the Air or one of them, there's four speaker grills, but there's only two speakers, one on each side. It's the Air. And that's just strange to me. Why put four speaker grills if there's only two speakers? I think it's to help with resonance and to make sure it looks uniform. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So I really like the, I really like the Pro's speakers. That's, to me, one of our friends thinks that the MacBook Air sounds better than the Pro. I think the, I think the iPad Pro sounds better than the Air, but, you know, audio is subjective. That's the nice thing about audio. I could be wrong, but from what I understand on the Air, the speakers are only on one side, where on the Pro, you have speakers on the top and the bottom. So if you go to landscape mode, then they're coming out of both sides. No, no. If you, if you have a, if you're in portrait mode, if you're in portrait mode, they come out of one end. But if you're on landscape, it comes out of both ends. However, it's not just a one-sided speaker thing. It's it's actually two two legit speakers. Oh, well, I thought in cool. portrait mode it comes out of both sides, top and bottom. I mean, it could, but it's probably different compared to like the stereo. It's probably not in stereo if you're in portrait. It's in yeah, I don't think it's in stereo and portrait. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think it is. And it's in stereo and landscape, I believe. Because yeah. since there's a because the way it works is if you're in portrait, there's a speaker on the top and there's a speaker on the bottom. So you you get basically, you know, if it if it's in portrait, it can't do stereo if it's pointing out the top and the bottom. So if you're on if you're on the iPad Pro though, you do get stereo no matter if you're in portrait or landscape. Right. Maybe that's what the difference was. But it sounds great. The iPad Pros have great sound. Oh. 
We heard in chat it's always stereo, apparently, on the air. There we go. And and our, our chatter is very credible, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hint. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I did not know that it's still in stereo. I guess it's just playing out the top and bottom. Yep. Speakers are on the top for, for treble, and the other speakers are for bass. Interesting. So the iPad Pros are still my favorite, though, because I've had a Pro for a while. Because when I started buying the Pros, there were no Airs. Correct, because right. the Pros, mm -hmm. the original 2018 Pro was the first redesign of the Pro model except it did not have M1 at that time. That was 2018. 2020, they came out with the second generation of the new pros as they are now, and that introduced an M1 processor into it. I don't it. think that that's correct. Because 20, I bought my iPad in August of 21, and I think 2020 was when they started the transition to Apple Silicon. Right. So I, but what I'm saying is the second generation of the iPad Pro had an M processor in it, mm -hmm. where then 2018, which was the first one of this current, how it looks now, this design language, did not have an M processor in it yet. But yeah, I think the, I think the one with the M1 came out in 2021 because there's still an M2, and that came out last year in 2022, I believe. Yep, that sounds correct. So, so the Air currently has an M1, and the Pros currently have an M2. Correct. I'm still rocking a Pro with a M1 because it's it's done great for me. I haven't needed more. Yeah, I have a 11 inch Pro, and it's got the M1, and it's awesome. I mean, it does everything I needed to do, and then some. It's I didn't find the need to need to bump up to the M2 version. And at the time when I had gotten mine and I had had it for a while and they did announce the the uh, M2 versions, even while I had my M1, it was so overpowered I felt at the time there wasn't really any software that could push the hardware. So I felt like, why am I going to bump up to something even more powerful when I'm not even really pushing the one I have? So I just so, stuck with it. And it's still amazing. I love it. It's an here's awesome a little, machine. Here's a little history. And I forgot about this. So 2018 was probably when the A12X came out in that Pro. And then 2020, we got the A12Z. Did y'all? I, I forgot about the Z. Yeah, I didn't even... What with the Z also. in the heck is the A12Z? I live under a rock. So the A12X had one or two less cores than it was supposed to. And so they made a new Pro with the improved A12Z. And in fact, the first, the, the, the developer transition kits had for, for the Apple Silicon Max had an A12 chip in there and i think it may have been an a12z as well if i remember right and they were mac minis but they were they were just running a12s just like an ipad it was an it was a it was a uh, mac mini running an ipad chip it was very interesting little that apple trivia weird little apple trivia i hope i still have that box i don't know that i do 
I was part of the Apple TV 4K developer transition kit t- uh, group. I was drawn in a lottery and I got one. And on the side of the box, I'm not kidding, it actually said as as not yet seen on TV. <laughs> so I wanted to throw that out, out there. I loved that. That was such a neat thing. So I, I hope I have that box somewhere because that was so cool. So that, you know, the, the one thing that I really like about the iPad Pros, though, is that is that uh, that display that those displays are just phenomenal. They're great screens. I mean, you're you're when you're watching videos and movies with that XDR display on the 12.9, it looks amazing. It really does. I have to check out the difference whenever we meet in person. Yeah, it, it's really, it is a difference. So, and the speakers are just phenomenal. They're some of my favorite speakers. And then we haven't even touched on the keyboards yet that you could use with the Aaron Pros. Alicia, why don't you talk about the one that you use and I'll talk about the one I have. So I currently have the Smart Keyboard Folio. And the reason why I got the folio was because I wanted to be able to fold it back or put it away or something like that when it came to the the, the iPad. Like I wanted to be able to use it as an iPad. I didn't want to use it just as a laptop style setup. I wanted to have access to its core iPad personality. Like I wanted to just be able to tuck it away and use it as an iPad if I wanted to. So the smart keyboard folio lets you do that. The smart keyboard folio, however, doesn't have a trackpad. And I don't, don't quote me on this, but I don't think it has dedicated function keys. I, I, I don't think it has dedicated function keys. I think, I know for sure it doesn't have a trackpad, duh, but I, it does not have function keys. It also doesn't have backlight. So if you need something with backlight, you're probably going to go with something like the Magic Keyboard or even the keyboards that Logitech have, which I considered, I considered those as well. But the Magic Keyboard's nice. Michael, I'll let you talk about that one. Yes, so... Before I do, Marty, do you have any of these keyboards or do you have an iPad that uses these? I don't have either of those. The keyboard I use on the 11-inch Pro is an actual full-blown Bluetooth full-size external keyboard. I don't have a one of the ones that's a case like the Magic or the Folio. Okay. So I do have the Magic keyboard. I have a white one because I like bright colors. Love bright colors. I buy silver, you know, most of my Apple stuff except for the iPhone and the iPad mini because they just look cool. And I really like the the Magic Keyboard just because it makes it into a laptop form factor. It does not always do the best in the lap, but sometimes when you're in sometimes when you're holding it the iPad likes to come forward a little bit. But otherwise it, the typing experience is great, full keys, trackpad, not it's not like a MacBook trackpad. You're not going to get that good of stuff, but it's a great trackpad. I I enjoy it, and 
you know, you could use it with the iPad. It's a kind of a small trackpad, though. That's the one problem with it. So what I do is I set my sensitivity. Well, I always set my sensitivity for my trackpads all the way up to 100 because I can just zoom around on a computer with my trackpads. So especially with magnification on. So that's helpful for me. And then just the backlit keys. I don't really look down at the keys. I just like to see that they're there, <laughs> I guess. The other thing that I like about the Magic Keyboard is it has a USB-C pass-through for power. So I could plug a hard drive or a SSD into my iPad and have the iPad hooked up to power from the keyboard. So, and those do work on both the Air and the Pro. I have the 12.9-inch Pro, which, you know, you have to have the correct keyboard for. And it's not cheap, folks. It's $350 for that keyboard. How in the heck do you navigate with your mouse or your, I can't speak, your trackpad on 100%? That is nuts. I do that on my computer as well. <laughs> oh, my God. You move an inch and it moves a mile. I know. That's what I want. <laughs> no. I can't, I can't operate like that. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 when you come down here to visit, I will show you how fast, like I have this stuff on as fast as it can go because I know how much I need to move my finger to get where I need to go, especially with magnification on. Yeah, I'm going to have to like, if I ever try any of your tech out, like your your magic keyboard or your magic trackpad, I'm going to have to like, have like cat-like reflexes just to be able to use it. Well, it's, it's like screen reader users who have their speech rate up to, you know, very, very, very fast, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it works the same way. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm going to have to have cat-like reflexes to be able to operate your computer if I, unless they change the sensitivity so that, I don't know, man, like, that's <laughs> nuts. I don't know how you manage. I, I I do cut mine up, but I don't cut it up to a hundred. I cut it up to like I I don't know, like sixty. In fact, I'm looking right now to see what this one is, is at, just to see if it is. <laughs> but I think that see they've changed system settings on the Mac so often. I'm like, where where is things? Tracking speed, yes. There's a slider that goes from slow to fast. It is at full fast sheesh <laughs> so that's that's how i use my computer i think though that you know the the ipad is is a very special device because if app the more apple opens up the ipad with the software and the stage manager and multitasking and doing more things like Logic Pro, Final Cut, all these things, uh, Swift Playgrounds, with being able to distribute apps to the App Store. And, you know, I kind of wonder how many people are doing that, like building apps and distributing them from the iPad. I would really love to know, actually. But with all of these things, it Apple ran a campaign, and I kind of, I really enjoyed it. It's called What's a Computer? Where people, the you know, younger people do not know what a typical computer is because the iPad can do so many things as a, per, a person using a computer can do. And Alicia, you're kind of a testament to that because you use everything on your iPad all the time. You don't really use a, a standard PC or Mac computer. So 
You want to talk yeah. about that for a second? For the past, my Surface is three years old. And even before I got it, it was already like two years old. Like I, I got the Surface in, I got my Surface Pro 7 in 2020, 2021-ish, like beginning 2021, I think. And I got, I got a, the Surface Pro 7 was released in like 2019. So by the time I had even gotten it, it was like three years old. So now it's like six years old by release standards. So it, it's kaput. I have, it is slow. You can't do anything with it. I've done everything that was recommended by every like Microsoft nerd friend I know to try and like solve the problem. And I, it, it is slow. It is not working. And the battery doesn't hold the charge as it should be. So when I got this iPad, I got curious. I I started using nothing but my iPad because it it was so much faster than my computer even. And it's a mobile device. So, so, well, when I started using it, I said, I'm going to try just using my iPad for work. Nothing but my iPad. Just to see if I can do it. Because it literally has... A processor that's powered enough to work like in a laptop. So I think what I'm going to do is just try to play around and see if I can do everything on my iPad. And yes, I did not until today. I did not find something that I can't do on my iPad until today. And it was one small thing. It was one small specific thing that I will probably never do again. It was making, it was changing member privileges in Slack and changing the the workspace icon in Slack. That was it. That's the one thing I found that I could not do on my iPad, which is weird because it's oddly specific. So I don't know, like, People, if if they just absolutely cannot afford a good computer, go get an iPad Air, an iPad Pro. Because let me tell you, if you can't afford a good laptop, it's a good replacement. We're going to have to wrap up soon. But Marty, is there, what, what would it take for you to use an iPad with a keyboard as your primary computer? What, what would it take for you to do that? I would need... Well, probably the most important thing is I would need it to be able to multitask in the sense of, for example, being able to be on Zoom and be recording locally at the same time. That's really important a lot of the time in some of the stuff that we do where, you know, we're working remotely and or, you know, like even now we're all remote in different locations. And we're working in Zoom, but we're also recording locally. So that's something that's a a huge big deal, I feel like. And I'm not sure it can be 100% totally my only device until that is enabled. If they ever enable that, we'll have to see what happens. 
But other than that, I probably can get away with doing just about everything on an iPad. Yeah, that's kind of the one limitation with the iPad and iOS in general is multi-source audio and, you know, those kind of things that you get on a full computer. That's kind of that and the command line. I I cannot live without a good terminal always open. So, right. you know, for depends on the use case, but most people can get away with using an iPad as a computer. And Apple did this campaign called What's a Computer? Where they had people, you know, tried to see if people could do everything they could on a computer on an iPad. And for the most part, they're there. And in fact, we actually had several iAccessibility report articles What's called What's a Computer? And I talked about the, the differences between using different things on a computer and on an iPad. And I would love to bring that series back. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun to see back on the, on the blog. So, yeah. That's, it's it's really cool stuff. It, it's a great device. The iPad can do so many things. So I'm I'm, re- I'm pretty excited about it. And I, I just hope that we see improvements. The one thing I want to see is Apple actually branch out and take the iPad away from the iPhone, away from the Mac. Like do, do their own thing and not try to make each thing look like the other. That would be, I think, the best way for them to go with it. Yeah, I'd agree on that. All right, so it's that time of the week. I'm really excited always about this, so to hear what apps you guys have, but we're going to wrap up. So, Marty, do you have an app pick of the week, and where can people find you online? Yep, I do have an app pick, and my app pick this week is going to be the iAccessibility app. And I say that because recently in the past, within the past week, there was a pretty major update to it, and it's great. You can keep up on all the podcasts on the network. You can stream radio and uh, just keep up to date with everything kind of all in one place. So it's pretty awesome and uh, it's a great app. So if you want to keep up on everything and you want to be able to use the radio, listen to podcasts and do all that stuff all in one place, then I highly recommend it. And you might be listening from it right now. (laughs) Yep. And if you want to catch up with me, you can find me on Macedon and I'm Marty at unmute.community. All right, Alicia, how about you? What's your app pick? All right. App pick, app pick, app pick. Oh, brother. I don't really have an app pick this week. Hmm. (laughs) I haven't really been playing around with any new software lately. Guess I got to get on that. Yeah, I don't have an app pick this week. Yeah, I feel like you've played with new stuff, but I just don't remember what you've been working with. So Yeah, well, what I have been working with isn't necessarily an app. Right. Well, it has an app. Well, yeah, it has an app. Yeah, go ahead and pick the app. I don't really think it's... It's kind of niche, though. Are you sure? Yeah, pick it. All right. I've been playing around with a software called Honeybook. It allows you to basically manage your business and your clients and your referrals and stuff like all in one place. So if you own a business, you can run contracts through it. You can invoice people. You can make sure that you can make sure you get paid on time. You could submit work. You can manage your clients. You can see like your leads, like the people, your prospects. It's, super easy. I've been playing around with it and I've been trying to like 
you know, set it up and like do all the things, but it's working out to be a really good software and it's not super duper expensive. Oh, another thing, it can schedule appointments for you. So like if you have Calendly and you get HoneyBook, you no longer need Calendly because HoneyBook does that. But I will mention for accessibility though, it has a few unlabeled buttons and it's kind of, it's accessible, but it's not, it's not as accessible as most other softwares. So because it, because it does so much. So I would probably play around with it and see if it works Mm -hmm. for you. Taylor has been able to use it fairly successfully, but there are some things that she's not able to do. So yeah, uh, just mileage will vary. So, you know, you can find me online. Right now, my website's kind of under maintenance. But my website's blindcopywriter.com. Uh, you can also find me on Mastodon at blindonelives at techopolis.social. You can also find me on Facebook, LinkedIn as Alicia Geary, and Discord, I am blindonelives or Alicia Geary. You can find me either way. So, yeah, that, that's, that's me. <laughs> Fantastic. And for me, my pick this week is Mona from Mastodon. And I mean, I know people have heard me talk about that a lot, but we haven't talked about it on this show. So it's a Mastodon client that lets you customize everything, everything about your social media network. So check out Mona from Mastodon. It's a great app, great experience. So highly recommend it. It's fantastic. You know, just... And and when you're looking for it on, on Apple, type in Mona for Mastodon. Don't just type in Mona. It won't come up. So look for it that way. Great app. I mean, you could even change your theme. Like I have a dark blue theme with white text. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So check that out. It's made by the maker of Spring. So it's a good, good app. As for where I you would, can find me. Hmm? I would say it's probably worth mentioning that it's only available on ios and mac and not available on android so well, you this android is, this, folks are out of this luck. is a this is an ios and mac show so you yeah know, but there could be some users that are just curious and like to learn more well, yeah, know, like us yeah true. right right but it, and so, it, it yeah. is it's an apple exclusive so yeah <laughs> check that out so if you have an ipad and an android phone you're just gonna see it on your ipad <laughs> I'm one of those sorry suckers. <laughs> <laughs> gotta Continue. use, but there are some good Android apps out there for that. But that's for a different topic on a different show in a different universe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so online, I'm Michael Doeys everywhere. Mike Doeys at techopolis.social on Mastodon. You could find me anywhere on the web by searching Michael Doeys and I'm all over the place. You can email the show currently at feedback at iacast.net. We're, you know, a part of the network and we're on the radio station. It's been a very good episode. I think we've talked a lot about iPads. Thank you for YouTube chat. Thank you for everybody listening to the radio. This has been fantastic. We'll be back next week with a great episode. Thank you, Marty and Alicia. And we'll talk to you all next time. See ya. See ya. Thank you.